You are listening to the audio preaching podcast of Cornerstone Baptist Church in Fallbrook, California, pastored by James Christensen. Though located in the heart of Southern California, you will hear powerful, relevant, and life-changing preaching from the Word of God. Pastor Christensen believes that every Christian can reach their potential for the Lord. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. All right, everybody, uh, let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, we left off in verse number 10, okay? I've been on it a couple of weeks now about um, most gladly. How many of you remember that, okay? Don't remember my words. We're just talking about the Word of God here, okay? Uh, most gladly. Uh, look at verse number 10. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches. This is the spiritual now through the lens of of understanding God, opening up our eyes to help us understand what God's doing in our life. What's infirmities? It's the weaknesses. Getting honest with God. God, I need your help with this. Lord, I'm weak in this area. You know, when's the last time you and I privately, just our heart with God's heart, with nobody around, been honest with God? God, I'm not very good at this. Lord, I, I feel like I disappoint you with that. Lord, I'm just, I, I just don't feel like I'm very disciplined in this area. Would you help me with it? Uh, you know, um, infirmities are personal weaknesses. It could be your character. It could be your honesty. It could be uh, money. It could be your lust. It could be, it could be selfishness. It could be lots of things. Infirmities is your personal weakness getting honest with God, right? And, uh, and, and Paul says that, that God has helped me with this. This issue helped me mature in the things that I went to God over in my personal weaknesses. Now, how many of you know that every one of us have personal weaknesses Amen. in our life? It's not just bodily stuff. It's spiritual stuff, right? right? And we all have it. You know, and, and that's why we can't be bragging about one or two or three strengths that we have because we've got about 18 to 20 non-strengths, and those are weaknesses in areas we're struggling in. We just don't like to talk about those, right? And uh, so, um, and, and infirmities, all right? So look at verse number 10. In reproaches, what are those? Those are scornings, the, the, the areas that we have to defend truth in, okay? Don't become a scorner for the word of God. Amen. Don't pick and choose what you're going to obey, what you're going to do good at, what you like, and what you just aren't going to do in the Bible. That's a scorner. A scorner picks and chooses what is convenient and like in the Bible, and then when they come across other things in the Bible, no, no that's not for me. What do you mean it's not for you? Everything in the Bible is for you. And, 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 and for me. And so a scorner says, I'll obey this, but no on that. And don't forget, the fool hath said in his heart, there's no God. And, and, and there in the Bible was added during the transliteration of the scriptures from, from the Hebrew, there, there was never any there. A fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. That's not how the word of God was written. That was added to make sense 
of the statement, which is in a, um, when the words are slanted, it's a quick glance into it was added to help make sense because it was never put there in the trans, the, the literation and the transliteration into the scriptures. And so uh, the original uh, Hebrew said this, the fool hath said in his heart, no, God. That's how that was originally written. And so look at your King James Bible. That word there is, is on a little slant. And so that little slant is a quick shortcut to help us understand that the italicized was added in the translation to help the average fifth grade reading level, which is what the King James Bible is written in, because of the syllables is the average of two. The New King James Bible is the average of three syllables. It's a 10th grade reading level. The, 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 these new versions are not easier to read because nobody studied it. So the fool hath said in his heart, no, God. Basically, I'm not having it. Say and do what you want. I'm not doing it. That's the word of God. When you study it, the Bible doesn't put up with us obeying portions of the Bible. Yep. It speaks of it. You know, um, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. I'll do it this, and I'll get all excited about missions conference, and I'll promise $100 a month, and I'll get three months down the line, and I would much rather have Starbucks than keep my missions commitment. God says, you're unstable. You're unstable in every area of your life. Because you say yes to me over here, but then you say no to me over here. You're inconsistent, dude. God says, I, I can't do anything with inconsistency. Now I'm going to have to tell you no to get your attention so that you learn how to be consistent with me. That, the Bible speaks of it. And so uh, Paul is trying to explain the reproaches are, are an easy target when we get chewed on, right? But also let's not become the scorner that picks and chooses the areas in the scripture we're going to say yes to God in. We're supposed to say yes to God in all the areas. Right. Even the parts that he says no to, we're say yes to your no. Lord, but just, Lord, help me obey in that area. When was the last time we asked the Lord to help us to obey? Look at verse number uh, 10. It says, in reproaches, in necessities, that's our wants and our needs, to walk by faith. Lord, would you help me to trust you? Would you help me to believe that you know what's best in my life? Lord, help me to be patient with this. And so, reproaches, necessities. Look, at, furthermore, in persecutions. Well, what's the persecutions? How you're unjustly attacked by people, personally. Unjustly attacked by people. And so uh, it's a spiritual lens. Okay, God's allowing this right now. Help me not to match their aggravation. Now, I'm not the best at this, but when somebody gets real tweaked towards me, 
I can get in the flesh and get real tweaked back. Now, how many of you know what tweaked is? All right, it's slang for I don't know what. All right, and druggies uh, are called tweakers, and, you know, I get all that. But, you know, when, we, when, when somebody's tweaked towards us, we can very easily match that and get tweaked back, and I'm no different than them. But you started it. But here's what Paul was saying. Let me not get tweaked over somebody else being tweaked. Okay? That's the California version for you right there. All right? So let's continue. In distresses. Distresses, I mentioned it last Wednesday, is Jesus in his earthly ministry and the things that he went through in me. Now, we all like that when it's power, and we like that when it's authority, and we like that when he calls the Pharisees, oh, you generation of vipers. I read that, and I'm like, mm, Lord, give me that. But then when all of a sudden he was reviled, and he reviled not again. Oh, okay, I don't want that one. He was blasted and talked about and accused and didn't say anything. Pfft. All right, I don't have that part of Jesus in me yet. Still working on that one. Come on, right or not? And so we can't pick and choose the convenience of Jesus in me and, oh, not that part of Jesus in me. You know? It's the fruit, singular, of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Of such there is no what, Brother Nick? Law. Right? And so uh, if, we, if I have, if I'm loving towards somebody, but I don't have temperance, I lose my cool real quick, and I just try to power over them when it's convenient, God says, you don't have any of my spirit. It's not the fruits of the Spirit. Choose out which is the basket you like, right? My wife would probably pick a banana or some grapes. She wouldn't touch an orange. She likes the color orange. She likes the image of a fruit of orange. She does not like the taste of orange anything. So she wouldn't pick orange. So you can't say, all right, uh, I'll take love, peace, long-suffering, but the joy deal, I'm just irritated right now, so you can keep that part. And then we get brownie points and kudos for having like, you know, seven out of the ten of Jesus' attitude. We lose all of it. We either we have all of it or we have none. So it's not the fruits of the Spirit, right, Galatians? it, It is singular. You have Jesus and his attitude or you don't have any of it. And do you see how as a Christian, and I could do this too, um, we deceive ourselves. Well, I got two or three. I mean, Lord, hook me up. You see, I mean, like, I, I got those. But these other ones, can we, Lord, hit me up next missions conference because right now I'm doing pretty good in these. And here's, where, here's how we say it. The Lord knows my heart. Yeah, he does. He knows how desperately wicked. Who can know it? Right? Jeremiah. And so, uh, look at verse number 10. It says, so the, the distresses, Christ's body and his life in yours. Okay? But God took Paul to paradise in the, the preparation of, of his verses in verses number 1 through 6. 
in the body, out of the body, I can't tell. Da, 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 da. He's saying, listen, let me just not act like I know everything and have it all figured out. But God showed me some stuff. And then he goes into this, this whole God allowed me to have this. He showed me it's a gift. And now he's spiritually helping understand. And Paul's still learning even what he's saying. Come on, we still, even Paul learned, well, learned to walk with God through a glass darkly. Okay. And so it says here, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. That's a hard one, isn't it? When we're weak, then we're strong. What do you mean we're strong? You know, before we had something we were going through, we talked. But then after we kind of got through something a little bit, and might not even be fully through it, now our words mean a little something. And it's not just talk. I'm just, the Lord's helping me to understand, and so I... I'm a little careful not to just talk, but God could use the now words to carry a little bit more weight than before. Does that make sense? Because you have no idea what you could say to a visiting family who, who comes this Sunday. In your spirit and how you say hi, is there anything I can do for you? When's the last time you asked somebody who came to our church, is there anything I can do for you? Well, that's the pastor's job. Oh yeah, where'd you find that? Oh, that's Brother Ryan's job. Where do you see that at? Well, I'm not on church staff. Yeah, okay, wh where are you getting all that? Amen. Isn't every member a minister for him? Right. So when's the last time we kind of got out of our religious tunnel vision baloney and stopped being religious but became the church God's called us to be? Man, thanks for coming. I noticed that you were new. Is there anything I can get for you? The restroom's right over here. Boy, I noticed you, you have any kids. We've got an amazing... Um, uh, a nursery, the best in the world, I think. You know, hey, we have coffee. And My name's such and such. If you need anything, let me know. Guy, girl, like what are you waiting for? Be the church God's called us to be. And I'll tell you right now, when you go through something, before we just talked, when you, the way you say hi, is there anything I can do for you? Thanks for coming. That's out of somebody who's maturing in the faith and been through a few things and slows down a little bit because they've presented themselves to God on Sunday. Not limited to Sunday, but I'm talking about just a service. And, and lets God use them and their spirit and some of the things they've been through, even though we don't just talk about it. Amen. Come on, does that make sense? Okay, let me give you an example. My mom. It's a classic example, my mom. I'll give you another example, my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law only comes here one Sunday a year. She might not even be able to come back anymore. She's 80 now. But I watch my mother-in-law. I don't ask her. I don't say anything. There's no preparation. I just watch her. And here's my mother-in-law. She'll go up to Brother Nick, Brother Nick and, and she'll remember your name. And she says, oh, good to see you. We're out here just for a couple of days seeing the kids and the grandkids. But man, good to see you. Well, you know, how are you doing? And she'll ask questions. She'll go up to a visitor, not even know if they're a visitor, and, and just get to know them, talk to them. I love when my mother-in-law is here because she ministers throughout the room. It's not even her church. Amen. 
but she, she lives with a bag on her side and a tube. Embarrassed once in a while because it leaks. She brings an extra shirt in her purse when she comes. Let me tell you, tell you something. One of the best Christians that's ever been in our church. Amen. And God has tempered her through some stuff she's been through and she presents herself to God. Doesn't even talk about it. But the way she says hi to somebody, you just know that God has taught her some things and she's trying to use her life for God. Let me ask you, what about you? Amen. Are you letting God do anything through you? What about me? Am I really letting God do his most potential through my life? Which, by the way, we have to give God our best every day, every day, every day, every day. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. My mom hobbling around like this, saying hi to people on Sunday. Yeah, that's because she's been here a long time. What kind of dumb excuses do we keep giving ourselves? let's let God use us. Amen. But the more God puts you through, the more God is expecting for Jesus to come through you. And you have no idea what your high, the way you say hi, how you ask a question, is there anything that I can do for you? You have no idea how that can change somebody's life. You, you take that in addition to the word of God that they're hearing, you have no idea what somebody's story is. That the last church they went to punked them. And nobody said hi. And you said hi? That can matter to them. And so, let's be the church God's called us to be. God can make a weakness on purpose in your life so that through your life, you could be a strength for this church he's called you to be a part of. I am become a fool in glorying. Ye have compelled me, for I ought to have been commended of you. For in nothing am I behind the very chiefest apostles, though I be nothing. Paul just, he, 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 he um, brings himself up and then he backs out real quick just, to, just because God put it in his heart to share it and, and it became Bible, so it's God's words. Right. And he backs himself out, makes sure that he doesn't get any... Like, you could, you could say something like this, I don't know what you're going through, but I might know a little bit about hurts. I know a little bit about cancer. I know a little bit about... Boy, if you ever needed a friend, you let me know. Amen. <laughs> Five, six, seven seconds? Do you know why we don't talk like that? Because we really don't care. You know how many churches have a sign that says, everyone is welcome? That's about the dumbest statement I've ever heard or seen on a church property. No kidding, everybody's welcome. But we almost have to remind ourselves, oh yeah, think about people. I don't want to be like that. You shouldn't want to be like that. Let's take a moment and let's consider and let's think. Okay?
I, I appreciated uh, uh, particularly on Sunday. We left after the morning service. My wife and I went to, I don't know if you told everybody, Brother Ryan, where I was at uh, Sunday night, but uh, Angie and I went up uh, uh, four or five hours north to be with 16 other pastors and their wives uh, for a uh, fellowship and preaching uh, an evening and a morning and uh, drove back, got home last night. And uh, so Brother Ryan preached Sunday night. And so I kind of felt like I needed some extra fellowships and preaching. My wife and I to, to just spend a little drive time together, that kind of stuff. And we've gone, it's our fourth year in a row that we go. It cost us $50 in registration. And uh, so, but, but all of a sudden, um, my, my daughter Aspen calls me at uh, 2 o'clock. And uh, 2.30 maybe. And, and no, no, in the afternoon, we were driving. And they went to your house for lunch. And, uh, and then they went home and things like that. And when they got home, she sounded a little out of breath. And uh, I said, what are you doing right now? She says, oh, she said, Bentley and I just stopped playing ping pong. I was like, when did you guys get into ping pong? She says, oh, Daddy, we're into ping pong. I go, since when? And Aspen said, since Brother Jack yesterday. And I was like, what do you mean, Brother Jack, yesterday? And so she told me the story, stuff like that. I appreciated how somebody in our church took some time to just play with my kids. That ministers to me. It ministers to my kids, ministers to the people of our church. Can I just say, minister where you can. You can't minister where you can't, right? And so, so let's stop thinking, oh, I ought to be super whatever ministering. Like, none of us are that. But we can minister where we can. Does that make sense? And so look for moments to minister and, and be a friend, be a blessing, be an encouragement. Do you add any value? I wasn't planning on saying any of this stuff. The Lord's just guiding me. Because it's good for me also. Good advice for self. Do I, do you, add any value to anybody that comes to this church because you're looking for ways just to encourage and minister where you can. Nobody's raising our hand saying, hey, look at me. Nobody's saying, give me a gift card because I helped somebody out. Nobody's trying to be super nothing. But if we all just look for moments and sprinkles of ministering where we can, who we are, where we can, moment by moment. Let me tell you something. This would be a powerful, very special church. Amen. I'm not talking about the size and, and, and big and all that. God isn't into this comparison business. But I want to be a church that he wants to come to. Amen. Right or not? Amen. Matter of fact, you know where these other 16 pastors and their wives were from? Central California. We, some of them I didn't know, some of them I did know. You know the guy who was leading it and hosting it had half the size church that we do. Way up by Yosemite. Wow. In a small little town of 2,000 people. And he's, he's not a big shot. Very humble. That's the kind of guy I want to be like. Yeah. So I need to be around him once in a while. And so, I think we just need to get out of greatness being the goal and Jesus being the goal.
the goal in our life. Am I, are you, pursuing God's heart? Lord, use me today. Lord, Sunday's coming up. Would you help me show me somebody that my smile can encourage somebody else? I know it's scary walking up to somebody. They just walk through the door. We don't know who they are. But that God would trust Cornerstone Baptist Church to bring somebody brand new we've never seen or heard of. Did you know how big of a deal that is? Amen. And how many churches across America don't get any new people? And we get new people every week. You were new at one point. You know, I mean, we have no idea what God could turn your smile and your thanks. When's the last time we thanked somebody for coming? I always thank Brother Ryan for coming because he never wants to come. His wife makes him. Thank the Lord for a godly woman who will put her foot down and say, get in the truck. You know? And so... Uh, it's not true. I lie all the time, but you never really pick it up because you're not listening anyway. Uh, so I can lie, and you're like, oh, wow, that's good Bible. You know? and, uh, but, but wait, when's the last time we walked up to somebody and said, man, thanks for coming. Thanks for being here. My name's Caesar. If you need anything, let me know. You've been coming here long enough to say that. You've been coming here long enough to say that. You've been coming here long enough. You've been coming here long enough, Bonnie. You've been coming here long enough, Olo girls. You've been coming here long enough, Miss Patty. We don't even know who that man is next to you. But you guys have been coming here long enough. Brother Jack, you, you're comfortable enough here. Hey, this is our place that God's called us. Well, we get to study God here. You know? Boy, this is convicting for me. Am I friendly that somebody feels like they, they were ministered to here? You know, Paul is ministering to the people and God's using his body broken to bring Paul some understanding spiritual that Paul would say to them, now, if there's anything I can do for you, church at Corinth, let me know. I love God and I love you. And it took some breaking to get to that point. Come on, God uses these things for a reason, right? Thank you for listening to this preaching podcast from Cornerstone Baptist Church. We hope that you were encouraged. For more information about our ministry, you can find us online at cornerstonefallbrook.org.